Hello there and welcome to episode 44, which in bingo lingo is what, Harry? Droopy Draws. 44 Droopy Draws. <laughs> um, I'm Reese. joining me as always is Harry. Say hello, Harry. Hello, Reese. you're right. All good, thank you. Um, right, we did an episode last week where we previewed and did some predictions for WrestleMania. So why not just do a review show of Wrestle Fucking Mania? WrestleMania 36. Uh, what uh, <laughs> did uh, did this meet your expectations, Harry? Yeah, in a weird roundabout way. Yeah, it was everything I expected it to be. Sometimes it yeah. exceeded those expectations, though. I think we might have a good guess as to what two matches on this card might have exceeded expectations beyond our wildest dreams. Uh, uh, one of which I can. Oh, we'll get to it. But um, right. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying to hang on. I'm trying to think. What apart from the boneyard match, which we'll get to. What was the other match that exceeded your expectations? The uh, it's a counterpart in the second night, Firefly Funhouse match. All oh, right, I don't think you've actually properly discussed this off of, off air, as they say. Uh, and, well, fuck it, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, right, yeah. So bef- to preview and do some predictions, we we had whiskey to review the show. I've got whiskey. Do you have whiskey? I've got uh, yeah, I've got uh, Jack Daniel's Tennessee Honey. Tennessee Honey. Yes, um, it's their like second biggest drink from Jack Daniels. It's it's it literally their really whiskey. Sweet, with... it is. That's why you don't really have to drink it with anything. All right, so it's a girl's whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, I tell you what, um, the only time I've been very violently ill from whiskey is when I drank. Um, Jack Daniels does a, it's like a spicy one, cinnamon fire or some nonsense. Ooh. So you got that double bonus of. Really being sick for alcohol, but then bringing it up and it fucking destroys your larynx and throat. All oh, right, like when, back up. like when people do the cinnamon challenge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except I wasn't doing that. I was just, I was just a typical uh, British binge drinker. So you know. And on that note, WrestleMania. Yes, you're you're <laughs> definitely a typical British binge drinker. Definitely. I, know, I, um, think, I think I've drank more in the last week because of these episodes than I have for the past six years <laughs> in terms of drinking. For the record, I'm drinking Johnny Walker Black Label. Oh, but that's nice. <clears throat> it is. Very nice. And much needed to go over this show. Um, just quickly, first... Well, they did. it was part one and part two, right? Yeah. So part one, WrestleMania 36 part one was just under three hours long. I think it was mm-hmm. two hours and 58, which was a bloody lovely sight when I first uh, loaded it up. A breeze from modern WWE mm. pay-per-views. Part two was what? Just over three hours? Three and a half? Three hours, 20? Something like that? Yeah. I think... It would have actually been a lot shorter if it hadn't been for one match in particular, which I, we were all going to know yes. what it is. We'll fucking get to that as well. Jesus. <laughs> um, right. So let's just let's get this started then. Let's uh, start part one. Saturday night. WrestleMania 36. Um, I think we were right, by the way, in terms of our our alleged matches. Um, you know, we had those four that we were kind of confirmed to be for Saturday. Oh, really? I, I, didn't, I didn't. I think they I were right. Um, right. So you've got double duty here because you get to do two pre-shows. So can you please start with the pre-show for part one, please? 
Yeah, I will be very quick. Um, basically, both were nigh on identical to each other. Uh, most kickoffs in WWE consist of basically the pre-match packages on the main show. So for the first night, you get exactly the same spiel. Uh, your pre-show main event for night one was Cesaro versus Drew Gulak. Um, if you thought that this on, match might have... On paper, oh, God. On paper yeah. that sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah. If that paper, mm. however, then says that you've got four minutes, pals, get on with it. Um, and yeah, that's all you can really expect. This was nothing at all. This was a glorified right. TV match. It had no part whatsoever in the um, other match, you know, where these two men are affiliated with in terms of Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn. So that was doubly disappointing. And what would be a prelude to, you know, just how much how, uh, this fucking these two shows, the amount of adverts. I mean, it was kind of, I kind of expected it on the kickoff because I thought, well, it's on YouTube. So surely they're going to fill in as many like Papa John's cricket and all the other like nonsense. But Jesus Christ, the amount of ads on WrestleMania this weekend for paying a tenner a month to watch them. It's like, Jesus. Yeah, I'll be honest. One, I don't watch pre-shows and I know they're full of adverts. Um, And two... I'll be again. I'll be honest. I skipped pretty much everything in between matches. I can't blame you after um the, the amount of adverts, especially night one. Just it's mad that you know. Again, uh, you, you can, when push comes to shove, it's like you're paying nine ninety nine a month for the WWE Network, and that's pretty. That's a pretty good bargain if you find at least one other product other than pay per view to watch, even yeah. if it's like a documentary or previous pay per view. But you don't pay, especially in the UK, where most of these brands are completely like don't affect us we don't have cricket wireless papa john's is not that big of a chain out here i don't know anyone wonder, who likes papa john's i wonder what how hard it is to regionalize that because you know if I you go so. on you know just just for example something like youtube if you flick on a vpn for example different countries youtube changes its out adverts you know so yeah exactly you get yeah. swiss adverts you get this why you know instead of cricket wireless why aren't we getting virgin media or Instead of Papa John's, why aren't we getting, well, Papa John's, I guess, but it is shit. So, as you said, <laughs> like Costa Coffee or um, what's uh, Weatherspoons, you know, proper British. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come to Weatherspoons. We're not open. <sighs> we are. We're an essential service. We're essential. Just, just to digress slightly, it always depresses me deeply <laughs> when. Um, like fairly well-known Japanese stars come over to England for like a Rev Pro show or to do like OTT. And they always end up there's, on their Instagram. There's always a picture of them and a Witherspoons eating a fucking five ninety nine pint and a breakfast. And it, they look like they're enjoying it. And I think to myself, what prick took you to a Witherspoons for fuck's sake? I don't know. It's like the equivalent. Imagine if uh, Japan had Yo Sushi and then like the gaijin went, oh, I'm going to have some sushi and they're just like shaking their heads going, it's, what? It is, what? Why? It is pretty similar, yeah. It's like we don't even fucking, have that. Like Tanahashi sitting there eating a fucking Witherspoon's fry up and I just think, oh, get away. Go away. Who did that? <laughs> Who put you up to this? It's like nuclear heat. Um, um, did you want to know the right. second night as well? Sorry, just to get the wait. No, no, we'll, we'll 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 do it in order. We'll do it in order. Okay, let's okay. not let's okay, not fair let's enough. not be silly. Um, who won? Yep. Uh, Cesaro with something. This match was fucking nothing. I think he, I can't remember. He the only impressive spot of this match is where he does a helicopter spin um, and doesn't. He's got him on his shoulders and he's not using his hands. Oh so yeah, yeah that's bit, one of his that's, famous spots. Yeah. yeah. 
that was a Cesaro's WrestleMania moment for this weekend. He did a move on Drew Gulak, which, yeah, hooray. I, again, Cesaro is one of those commodities who, if he was in any other organization, you could practically build your fucking company around his athleticism. But alas, because Vince thinks he speaks funny, he won't give him that, you know, his brass, his brass rings ungrabbable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, he got a sort of win in WrestleMania, so he's on the up. He's been in that position for what feels like six years. I mean, when was the um, when was the Stone Cold <laughs> interview from? You know, where it's post-punk, so it's at least six years ago. Mm. But fuck Plus it, he, he did probably, win, he probably... Didn't he win the... He won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, didn't he? Yeah, notice that wasn't on the card, Reese. as well. You were, um, I think, the, the joke of us saying you can't have too many people in these matches because of... Um, Social distancing. Um, not saying it had a part to play, but that would be a good kayfabe way of explaining you can't have more than six people in these matches or seven because of referee. Yeah, I think that probably was the reason. They didn't have enough, they know. couldn't get enough people into Florida. Can you imagine? That's the excuse. The WWE's roster is the biggest it's ever had in its entire history, and yet we can't even muster the uh, willpower and the manpower or the woman power to get our two battle royales on the uh, kickoff show. But also, America. Some states in America have got a lockdown, so people, if they, so for example, people like AJ, obviously wasn't in Georgia or Atlanta when he got to WrestleMania. If he goes home now, he probably won't be able to get out of Georgia or Atlanta no. because it's lockdown. But yeah, anyway, yeah, exactly. Right, main card opening bouts part one, the women's tag team championship match. Kabuki Warriors defending against Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. I thought this was pretty decent. Half decent. Pretty good. I thought it was just just good. I thought it was just very good. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, though. Uh, I remember when I texted you on Sunday morning about this, I was like, oh, have you watched it yet? I think by the time I got up and was pottering around on Sunday morning, you uh, either finished the show or half finished the show. And you said, That's oh, tight. yeah, this is a yeah. good match. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I went into it thinking it'd be good. And it was good. One thing, well, no, a couple things. It's not really about the match quality. It's more um, the the lack of a crowd and lack of, guy. I don't know, just... I, I wondered if they would try and do something like just like some kind of ambient noise in the background or just something to cut the dead silence. But obviously it'd be silly if they did, but I just, I was curious if they were going to do something, just the amount of fucking shouting wrestlers do at each other. And obviously they, um, it was exaggerated with this because they needed something. They can't just wrestle in silence, but fucking Kyrie and Asuka just screaming and shouting and, um, it got like after like after a while, it was like shut the fuck up. This is really it was really winding me up. Um, but no, it didn't really detract from the match. I thought it was pretty good, good opener. Um, uh, Nikki and Alexa won to gain the women's tag championships, new champions. Uh, what did you think? Again, I thought this was a good bout. Um. A bit unfortunate that this, I mean, the novelty, I mean, again, me and yourself, you don't watch Raw Smackdown Weekly, do you? Um, you Uh, I look at at reports and we'll watch things if they're good. And it's been a long time since I've watched something for it being good. 
Yeah, so this was probably similar to yourself, first exposure to an actual form batch in this kind of environment. And little did I know that the novelty of this would actually wear off immediately. Obviously, you had the kickoff as well, but, but this was the actual first true WrestleMania match. And yeah, it was kind of humorous. I mean, I fully expect Nikki Cross to be bless her. That's a that's her character screaming her head off. I thought it was very um very entertaining. Oscar as well. They're like mirror opposites of each other, literally just barking at each other, like in just noises. But again, I I, yeah. I did like this match. I thought this was I thought this would have really have benefited from a live crowd, which is probably the story of a lot of WrestleMania this weekend. Um, oh God, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought this was a really good match. I thought this was a heated opener. I think this would have really have uh, lit the crowd up if um, this was the first match of um, in front of them. And yeah, thumbs up. I was happy with the result, with regardless, because I think Nikki especially deserves a lot. Alexa, I mean, she's like the second most successful, no, third most successful woman in the WWE at the time of recording after Charlotte and Becky in terms of titles. Sasha, I think. Sasha's won more titles, surely. Yeah, no, but they're like really short, nothing reigns. Even yeah, Bailey, you could right. excuse and said Bailey's done more with the championship in a one SmackDown or two SmackDown title reigns as opposed to Sasha's four quick and short and snappy Raw ones. But yeah, I mean the Raw, I mean sorry, the Women's Tag Team Championship. It's it's a joke. It's it, it has been since last year. Again, it's kind of hilarious how how little we've come over the last year. Where you know. Um, <laughs> This was remember the post Sasha fallout and all that nonsense for months where we didn't know where she went, but like she literally fucked off and that was it. Yeah. So I don't um, know what they're gonna do with yeah. these belts. I think they are an afterthought, but yeah, good match. Good match. Yeah. Uh and in the predictions, I got this one right, you got it wrong. So one nil me. Ooh. Mm. Well, we'll get to that as well, don't you, bloody right. <laughs> um, cool right. Next match, Elias against King Corbin. Elias after revenge, after Corbin nearly murdered him by chucking him off that podium thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, just to be... Yeah, that podium just reminds me. That Ron Gronkowski, what a fucking burk. He just... Right, I wanted to give him benefit of the doubt because I thought he's an American sports star. Don't really know anything about him. Don't follow American football. Doesn't Don't give a fuck about it. I thought, give him benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. he might deliver... He was like a deer in the fucking headlights, blessing me. Just he was not cut out for. I mean, this was pre-taped. They had ample time to edit this, redo it, and yet could have CGI'd him on, for fuck's sake. Could have CGI'd him. Could have gone a cardboard cutout, and no one would have noticed the difference. He seemed so lost in front of it. He seemed like he was terrified that someone was like from the fourth wall was going to leap through and tell him like shake him to death, as if like you're doing it wrong. He just came across so nervous, and it just kind of. If apparently, I mean, has he signed a contract? Is, what's the story with him? Or is he just. Yeah, a, he's, he has know, signed a contract, yeah. What the fuck are they going to do with him? He's like a basically less talented mojo, and they've totally dropped the fucking ball on him. So what are they going to do with him? Fuck knows. I don't want to know. Didn't, did not, did not um, get good signs from him. And that's not really a good thing in terms of. Uh, and considering he hosted it, and he caused like a continuity nightmare. Because he like he's appeared in you could see him sometimes in some matches, but then other times him and Mojo completely absent. Yeah, and they didn't really do it. When you think a host, you think I was. uh, It's a bad. Tell a lie. It's the only example you can really give. It's where you know when the Rock hosted WrestleMania twenty seven, and he didn't appear. He only appeared a few times for the show. He made a major change for the title match, and that was it. But ever since then, it's like they've been terrified. Like, do you remember when Hogan hosted WrestleMania? Did fuck all. 
Remember when they've done it? I'm sure they've done it for one of the Saudi shows. Didn't fucking do anything. They didn't do anything Ale- in this. Did it, was it was it Alexa last year or the year before? All yes, she really did see, was look, hot dog. She just did some hot dogging with Hogan, basically. Exactly. Didn't even remember that. Yeah, exactly that. It's just in recent the times. The the, in recent times, the, probably the best hosts were when the New Day did it, and they were part of the whole Hardy thing. That was yeah, really exactly. Good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, tell a lie. Only two good Fuck, examples a, I can what give. A, what a pop that was, Christ. I know. And uh, and now look at how far we've come. <laughs> well, the 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 shadow of Matt Hardy was certainly on this show, so we we will get to that. <laughs> we've all um, seen the meme. Yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, Elias King Corbin. Uh, I thought this was okay. Wasn't great. It was decent. I, I, I haven't really got much negative stuff to say about it. Um. I thought this was probably the best in-ring match I've ever seen for Corbin. Oh, really? Um, okay. No, I just, I just thought, I just, don't know, just didn't think it was that bad. He just played the heel, did that shtick quite well. Um, yeah, I thought this was all right. Uh, Corbin got the win. Sorry, no, uh, Elias got no, the Elias win with a, ro- with a roll-up. Uh, we both said Corbin in our predictions, so it remains one nil to me. Uh, what do you think? Uh, similar sentiment. I thought it was all right. Elias really did seem like he was like stepped up a gear because we haven't really seen him wrestle for what feels like forever. He's well, like it feels like he isn't angle. really a wrestler. Yeah. No, he's like a fucking angle. Um, again, it was um, all the more shocking to hear his um his actual theme music at the end. You know when he actually won. And you're like, oh yeah, he had that really generic rock song from NXT, and here it is yeah. again. Yeah. But he looked like he did look the part. Again, you always get the um in this day and age where, you know, body types really don't fucking shouldn't matter, even though they kind of do in the WWE. Elias did look like he was, like, in good shape and was, like, you know, in WrestleMania season winning for a fight. And Corbin's yeah. just Corbin. He's just, he just makes me cack it so much because of his just absolute shit, like, shit hazardry. It's, like, <laughs> just fucking about. But this was all right. Again, it's kind of put... Uh, uh, it didn't last as long as I dreaded it would. I thought they'd give these two guys, like, 15 minutes or something to try and put on a fucking clinic. But yeah. it was all right. Nothing more. A bit gutted that Corbin didn't win, but I can only hope he'll uh, bounce back in a oh, they'll, they'll, they'll can they'll continue this this feud, no doubt. I guarantee no, I guarantee I think Corbin will be moving up to uh world title uh <laughs> opportunities. You tell him oh Yeah, well, see look uh, when the wheels like, Braun, yeah, 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 yeah. Braun Strowman and King Corbin as a universal oh, yeah. title. That is dreadful. The indie darling and the guy that Vince thinks is handsome. <laughs> who's a who's a who's an indie darling? Oh, because I did not see Braun's comments. Oh, you mean hated by the indies? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was being sarcastic. That's because he had a pop at Evil Uno, no? I don't know why. If you can't succeed in this industry, then why do you just not change the industry? Like I did. I got out of bodybuilding, I... loved it, and then got into wrestling because, like all six foot eight, three hundred and thirty pound men, I found it really difficult to become a professional wrestler. Yeah, saying that, mm. very happy you won. <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, go ahead, um, sorry. Right, go ahead. next, I was very surprised at the placement of this on the card because same. When, the, yeah, same. when they when they when they first announced it, uh, the days for the card, someone I saw someone tweet saying, "Oh, right, so that means Becky and Shane are a headliner, right?" And I thought, wouldn't be surprised if that happened, mm. but no. Third on the card. Raw Women's Title Match: Becky Lynch defending against Shayna Baszler. Um, right, I thought this was really short. 
I thought this wasn't very good. Um, Becky gets the win, which we both predicted. So two one to me as we're going along. But <laughs> um, yeah, I just I just didn't think this was very good. Uh, I I thought Shayna was gonna win, but obviously I'm not surprised Becky won. She's basically beaten everyone in that division now. Uh, one thing I'll say about this match, and I did notice this in quite a lot of the matches, and I've got it in my post-show notes, but they were really laying the moves in on each other in, in this match. And obviously, no crowd. Wrestling moves need to be a bit more impactful because, you know, you need to make a bit more noise and you have to, you know, kind of generate something. And I noticed in this match especially, they were really walloping each other. And you really mm. do notice it. Um, and the f- funny thing is, is as uh, Xavier Woods was saying on Twitter, um, it's it hurts ten times more in during this show because there's no adrenaline from the crowd to yeah, get exactly. them back up and to to you know to numb the pain. So they can't feed yeah, off the I, energy. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't particularly think this match was great, and I thought it was really short. The ending was well, whatever. I suppose it keeps Shayna sort of strong because they've they've made her out to be an absolute monster so far. So she kind of got the whole you know the Brett and Roddy finish really, wasn't it? Where she looks a sneaky, bit silly, sneaky but sneaky, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was an odd one. What do you think? Similar sentiment. I thought that I. It seems really harsh to say this because um, I think Shane has been on a tear up until probably the Survivor Series match from last year. So basically, as soon as Vince got his hands on her, um, this match was nothing really as harsh as it is. I kind of agree with its placement on the card. Because in hindsight, hundred percent, yeah, yeah, I think the feud itself cooled off quite a bit. I appreciate the fact that they did try to protect Shayna because obviously they're either trying to protect her a bit more for future programs or to extend this feud even more. But it did nothing for me. It didn't instill anything that would want me to continue watching it, which is kind of a bad testament of these two women who are extremely talented. As you say, it was. I did. I, I did think Becky was going to win just from the build because even though you'd think who else has she got after this, it's like ultimately after this build, Shayna was not suitable to win the title at this point. And yeah, it was just, there was nothing really to it. It was kind of, it was just somehow disappointing, but not so because I was already like led to believe it wouldn't be great anyway. So yeah, fun's kind of in the middle ish. Yeah, I'd say that's quite accurate. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's next for Becky? Again, I, I dare say they must be building towards. I mean, the Shayna feud must probably will continue for the time being. You've got to think, though. I mean, going from Meltzer's comments, he, like you'd think maybe him and like sorry him sorry um, Becky and Charlotte will collide again at some point. But then it's like his his thing was like, no, they're going to be two separate islands like keep as far away from them as possible, which kind of makes sense because you could establish Mm. two major female stars as opposed to just one that constantly smashes the other. But I don't know. Again, Ronda, they must be, I mean, obviously the coronavirus or COVID-19 has basically put a big fucking kibosh on trying to bring in new stars and stuff, especially can't travel. But I literally don't know. I don't know. It's a very interesting like. Very interesting um, set of circumstances. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we move on to 
What's next? Oh, the Intercontinental Championship match. Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn. If memory um, serves, you said this could be a show-stealing match of this card. Yes, hence why. Actually, I'll just, just, just to go ahead a little bit. At the end of this, I'm going to ask you what your best match was, your biggest disappointment, biggest disappointment and the worst match. This was my biggest disappointment. Ooh, um, and I was no, and I was be... very surprised to hear Meltzer praise this match. That's I was unusual. very, I was very surprised. I, you know, they they were they were quite. I thought they'd be really negative on it. I was when this ended. I was just like fucking fuck this match. Honestly, that's what I've written on my notes here. Fuck, I've written fuck this match. Fuck WWE for how they've used both of these guys, especially Sammy, a total joke and a shadow of what he can actually do in the ring. Um, I just thought it was boring. I can't really remember a single move he did. Um, the actual in-ring action, like, in terms of the move, like, they were really hitting each other, slapping each other again, like I mentioned earlier about the Becky stuff and about the in-ring in general. Mm. Really hard-hitting. Daniel Bryan, I think, could wrestle in front of a fucking flock of chickens, let alone an empty <laughs> crowd or 80,000 people. No, I just think he can, I think he can adapt. I think uh, from his side of things, I think he was, he did perfectly well. Um, this bit, I was just going to say, listen to our podcast going, oh my God, this Brit's got it. Why did we just have chickens in the audience? <laughs> At least there'll be a noise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just thought, I just, oh, it's just so crap. Even like, go and watch NXT Sami Zayn, and it's just chalk and cheese as to what he is now. He doesn't do his moves. I don't know I... if it's just because he's so, his injuries mean he can barely fucking do anything. So he just has to just this crappy style. No, no, I think... Fair enough, but they've just ruined him so much. I think Vince told them, you've got 10 minutes at a push and you've got to include bollocks with the other three guys at ringside. And they were like, fuck. So how do we work this out? It went went 9 minutes 20 bollocks. Yeah, I was happy with the result. Completely deflated by the lack of prowess and like chemistry that seemingly had it between what is seemingly two of the absolute best in the fucking world, especially Daniel Bryan. It's fucking mind numbing how nothing delivered in this match. I, I, I literally can't explain it, especially with the advent of uh, the fact that this was pre-recorded. You think someone might've watched this and gone, okay, this is the work. This is the workhorse match. And yet well, it's well, 10 well, minutes. And it's clear. They never did that for other matches as well. But again, we'll yeah, get to that. Oh yeah, I know. Um, but this match uh, firmly in the same thing. Not as not as negative. I I did have hopes for this, but I didn't have the highest. And whilst it was disappointing, and I can barely remember anything out of it, apart from the fact I was like scratching my head, going, "Sami Zayn is now Fidel Castro," and I was like, "Okay, this is obviously something that's <laughs> been over the, over a long time. I can dig it. It's fine." But Apart from that, there's a fuck all I can barely remember. I'm just the only thing I the only thing I can take away from it is I'm glad Zayn won because I think he deserves so much more. But yeah, bit of pill to swallow with these two. Shame, really, shame. Yeah. Okay, you're right there. Um, and on that note, what's the predictions up until here? So one nil, one nil, two one, we... three two. Oh my god. To me. Need John Motson screaming. It's free two to Reese. Well, I might have got my tally wrong here. Anyway, we'll <laughs> um <laughs> Sorry, this is fixed. 
<laughs> like wrestling. Go on. So what's the uh, next match? Oh, it was five four up on after the first day. Anyway, sorry. Next day, uh, next match. The oh, the ladder match. Christ, SmackDown Tag Team Championship, which wasn't a tag team match. Me, um, I was to say, yeah. Sorry, John Morrison against Kofi Kingston against one of the Usos. Fuck, I can't know Jim, which one Jim, it was. Jimmy, Jimmy, um, <laughs> Jimmy, or Timmy, or Ray. Jimmy. Um, yeah, this was this was this was all right. Um, yeah, ladder yeah. matches evident, evidently ladder matches definitely need a crowd. Christ, um, yeah, yeah. none more so in this match. Those fucking ladders, the clatter noise they make—it's so accentuated yeah. when there's absolutely no crowd noise to appreciate it. I was going to say this also, match. Oh, sorry, go on. Go I was on. Just, sorry, I was just going to say also when people like Morrison or Kofi do spots that are just fucking really cool, and there's just the only. The only reaction you got is Michael fucking Cole or whatever, just or whoever it was, just went like, Aah! and it's like, no, <laughs> the crowd, the, you know, the bit where Morrison does the ring, the rope walk, and then the Spanish fly, that would have, yeah, that yeah, been, the poppy would have got for that. Christ, I know, doing it on this fucking show with not a single soul apart from Cole to react. I was going to say this match uh, had one of the dirtier. Uh, like edits along with, I forgot to mention this during the uh, women's tag team match, there was a segment where someone was pinning Oscar and then they immediately show Kyrie performing the insane elbow, but the referee's already counted to two. And there's like a clear two second gap between her jumping and then hitting whoever it is on the floor to break the fall. And I was like, Oh fuck guys. Come yeah, on. Yeah. There was, I think there was Dirty a clear, fucking editing. there was a clear crash mat spot when you know when match, someone pushes yeah. Uso off the top rope or whatever and he goes over onto the outside on yeah he definitely like, landed Jimmy on Uso has fell directly to the outside there's no noise and uh, <laughs> you don't you don't actually see him collide to the floor and I'm not saying for him to you know you got to sacrifice yourself pal for the for the good of sports entertainment but it's like there's no noise and it's like really shoddily edited but this match um I know this is going to sound a really daft question. I'm sure they mentioned this on like WWE backstage. Did they explain why it was a triple man, triple threat ladder match as opposed to it being a triple team ladder match? Other than the fact that Miz is out sick or injured. Uh, they mentioned that Big E was injured. I don't believe they mentioned anything else, but that was another thing I was going to mention later. The Miz, I don't think ah, the Miz yeah, got yeah. mentioned, and Reigns certainly didn't get mentioned. So no, it's like I think if you terrifying. if you're if you're sick, I think they they just ignored you completely. WWE superstars don't get sick, pal. They go to a local medical facility and undertake drugs, lots of drugs. Hmm. Um. Yeah, this was okay. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. I just said that. I just my notes simply say ladder matches really do need a crowd. Match was fine. Spots were pretty good. I hate. Uh, I hate the finish. That's one thing I remember. Really, I you didn't like, like the um, the bollocks? No, I just think. I just think it makes you got a match with three people in it, and you just made two out of them. Two of them look really stupid. One it's of them won the WWE sh- Championship last year. <laughs> but there's a shot. There's the shot when they headbutt him and he falls with the belts, and they both look at each other like. Goo! And it's like, oh. <laughs> also, there was. You remember the Orton Cena match where they did the um, TLC match to unite the titles a couple of years yes. ago? Or maybe uh, I say a couple of years TLC ago. TLC 2012 or 13 or 14. 14, maybe. 
for some yeah, reason. One of those about, ones. Maybe 13. Um, yeah. Alton won, and all he did was unhook the belts. He didn't take them off of that thing. He just unhooked that thing with the belts on. So technically, if we were playing consistent rules, Jimmy Uso would have won. Seven-year rule, man. No one gives a fuck about seven years ago. Well, possibly. But, yeah. Um, wasn't a huge fan of the finish. It, I suppose in a world of ladder matches, and we see the same finish all the time, maybe it was attempt to be creative, but fuck that. I do think that these three really did deliver. I, I think whiskey, it goes without saying. Whiskey. I know, whiskey Sorry, o'clock. I said these uh, three really did deliver in this match. It had no right to have the amount of spots it did, especially without no crowd to feed into them. And fair fucks to all three, because some of the moves they pulled off, they had, you know, they were really fucking good. Morrison especially. Holy shit. This guy is so fucking athletic. And He's they, so good, they, isn't he? I know. And they mentioned, I was like, I completely forgot about this. This is how good he is. They had to mention that he won tough enough. And I was like, oh, fuck, he did. That's right. He fucking did. He's like, talking about the talking, benchmark. Yeah. You're talking about a guy that since he left WWE has been a world champion, I believe, in pretty much every single promotion he's wrestled for. Yeah. And And they jobbed him out of that fucking rumble. And it's like, he deserves so much more, but I digress. It's just. He is. is, I I personally feel he has like a main event aura to him, but, uh, you know. I think they'd always argue and say he can't cut a promo, but I've always found him entertaining in the dirt sheet, and I like the little rap bollocks there <laughs> earlier mm. so mm. yeah again again this match was this match was good very good even um i'm trying to think is it actually the best no it's not the best match of the night no it's not <laughs> tell a lie it's one of the yeah. best matches though all things considered. yeah uh prediction stuff i went new day so i went kofi you went and i went usos didn't i fuck so yeah. so we apologize yeah all right next Kevin Owens against Seth Rollins. Um, this this wasn't a bad match. I was quite annoyed by it. I'll be perfectly honest. Really, Didn't think what it was bad. I thought, well, I was, uh, so I thought it was a good match. I just thought it. I thought it was good. Um, I don't mind Seth doing his, you know, straight edge society rip off gimmick. I think it's quite good. <laughs> It is him as a punk. him as him as a him as a chicken shit kind of wanky heel. It just works. He's got that face. You just want to slap him, but you know, in a in a good way. See, like I uh, I digress. What annoys me about Seth? Just quick sidebar. I promise it will be quick. What annoyed me was that he's immensely talented, and the chicken shit shenanigans didn't work because you realise that this guy could out wrestle nearly ninety percent of everyone he's in the ring with. I like his smugness, where he's like literally manipulating people into thinking he's the fucking literal messiah of Monday Night Raw. And that you should follow him because he's the greatest of all fucking time. Yeah, I think that's I, a much I, I, better I like fit that, for the yeah. character. But anyway, that's the end mm. of that sidebar. Sorry. Um, no, I was just going to say, so I'm not a fan of the whole match ends and then gets restarted by the whole, oh, you know. Really? Come, come, I, just don't, I just don't like that in general. Can you imagine, uh, right? This is, I was just going to... Go on. Go on, go on. No, 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 you go. Go, go, go. I was just going to say, if you consider that how long this match has actually been... Um, built up from you know it's been going a while on raw and it's involved so many other wrestlers you know joe was involved and buddy murphy and mm. who else was it with who was it? it was owens joe and someone else can't remember <laughs> whatever no um obviously <laughs> um authors of pain were involved as well i just i just thought this 
this should have been no DQ from the start. It, it kind of it warranted that. And then when they went went at the end, when it was like, oh, come back and it can be no DQ, you chicken shit. I just thought, oh, okay. And you knew what was going to happen. I mean, I'm glad Owens won. Spoiler. I thought I thought the moment they restarted, I thought, well, Seth's winning this now because that'll that'll teach Owens. Ah, uh, see, that's bucket. that's what they that's what they wanted you to think. Yeah, exactly. Fair fucks to the uh, WWE for doing the uh, Christmas, you know, Christmas night night ending to this match because you know, in any other circumstance, one they wouldn't dare restart it, and two, if there was a crowd and they restart it, they definitely let the fucking heel win it because stupid face demanding the match restart that they've actually technically won. Yeah, it's it's a also it's nice to see the face come out on top in these situations. Usually they look stupid for these for doing these kind of things. So yeah. I think they would have been insane to extend this even more because this feud's been going on for fucking forever. As I said last episode, yeah. this feud feels longer than the fucking Corbin Roman feud. Even though the two feud, I'm ninety five percent sure the Roman Corbin feud was even longer than this. Yet this one, for some bizarre reason, seems so much longer. Can you imagine if they extended this to Money in the Bank or whatever the fuck is the next pay per view? You'd be clawing your eyes out, going, "These two are immensely talented, but fucking stop! I can't have Kevin coming out going, you're not Messiah. I represent Monday Night Raw, and we want change.' Blah blah blah. And Seth's like, "Yeah, I am Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah." <laughs> what did you think? Well, no, no, sorry. Before before we move on, what did you, what did you think? Match was better than I expected. Fucking hell, Kevin Owens! That bump without that crowd sounded ten thousand times worse with that crunch. I mean, don't get me wrong. In terms of uh, table spots and you know noises, probably top three in terms of like you know crunchiest wrestling breaks. But yeah, it was a great holy spot. Sh- great spot. I feel so fucking sorry for his back. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, he loves man, he loves doing that kind of thing, I doesn't he? I don't want him to be Foley where he can't fucking walk or remember where he lives. I'm like, oh, please don't. Yeah. Not on this show. Like, don't get me wrong. Everything needs to be accentuated because there's no crowd. You've got to fucking, you've got to, you know, deliver every fucking thing imaginable. But even I draw the line at jumping, what was it, 15, 20 feet? And then, I mean, he looked like he landed pretty fucking rock hard on Seth. I mean, he was like, that was not selling. That was, I'm really fucking, that's really giving me a fucking, like, winded me there. But Jesus wept. Yeah. Mm. You know the scary bit, though, Reese? You know the scary bit, though? All that happened, and yet no one gave a fuck about it because of the main event of this, <laughs> of this night. That's the scary bit. Yeah, well, well that's we're, scary we're really there. sad. Yeah, mm, true. Um, I suppose it's better for him to do these big spots and get a little bit over, as opposed to that that fucking phase where he was doing even bigger spots to put other people over. Like when yeah. he did that fucking. That one with Braun when he came off the ladder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, pal. I owe you one. It's like He's done this every week for the past two months. He's going to die. You need to stop. <laughs> he needs to stop doing these really high spots. He's going to be. Yeah. He's going to die. He's literally going to die. I'll owe, you, I'll owe you one, pal. I'll owe you one, pal. Jump off the side. Jump off high things. Yeah, because he did a... What did he do? He did a spot with... He had a hell in a cell with Shane, didn't he? But he, he also did, every- did the money in the bank spot. He did the cage spot where he got chucked off the cage by Braun as well. Kevin Owens is way on course for ending up being Mick Foley, and that not that he's going to be remembered for having a you know a fucking 
great career, but the fact that we feel really sorry as he hobbles out and talks about the glory years, and then his wife says that he drove down the street and couldn't remember where his street door was. It's going to yeah. be one of those fucking tragedies. Please don't do this anymore, Kevin. We want you to last forever. Hmm. Right, talking of Braun Strowman, Universal <laughs> Championship match, Bill Goldberg <laughs> defending against Braun Strowman. This was, well, I suppose it was what it needed to be. It went, hang on, let me check the time. So this went <laughs> two minutes, play. two minutes, 10 seconds. The match basically consisted of attempted spear, 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 two count, power slam, power slam, power slam. Power slam, freak out. New can champion. Imagine, can you imagine Vince breaking this down? Right, pals, this is really complicated. So I want you to listen up. Braun, four power slams, free count. Goldberg, four spears, two count. Go make magic. Go on. Make magic. It's like <laughs> this match was. A carbon copy of, uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was a carbon copy of the McIntyre and Lesnar match. Exactly the fucking same. Yep. Even down to the fucking move counts. I mean, <laughs> it's like they literally just crossed their names and moves out and said, that's it, that'll do. Mercifully, the benefit of this match is it's shorter than the other match. Um, but it was it was so fucking underwhelming. And as much as the uh, wrestling Twitter yeah. hates Strowman for his... Uh, controversial opinions about having an opinion i was very happy for him to win the world title even though it's about two years too late but what a fucking shame yeah that it, i can't that it's i can't see this being a long reign see that like, i i beg to differ they could they could hypothetically if they wanted to but they've never pulled the trigger on braun before so and I'm just counting down the days to when brock gets transferred or someone fucking snatches it or something yeah, it'll be Reigns. Reigns will get it off him eventually when we're actually able to go outside again. To be <laughs> to be fair, Roman and Braun have had good matches. So if that's down the cut, if that's down the line, then you know, you know, fair fuck. Roman and Braun have had fun matches. They haven't had good matches. Let's what's just make a very clear. What is the difference between the two? Fun matches don't have to be good wrestling matches. <laughs> Which then ties us to our main event. <laughs> Yes, else. good. That is an excellent segue. Um, <laughs> right, it's amazing. Boneyard Sorry. match. So boneyard Jesus. match. This disappointingly wasn't a Punjabi prison made out of bones. <laughs> uh, obviously not. Um, yeah. Right, Undertaker, AJ Styles, uh, final deletion style match. Jeremy Borash, your his his fucking star is shining very brightly at the moment. He's getting a lot of praise. Yeah. Simpsons wrestling has correctly pointed out, Vince, why did you fire Matt Hardy, but then steal all his ideas? Borash produced final deletion though. I know, I'm only joking. I'm only I'm only pulling fucking legs. Let's just do a really, really quick recap of this match because it deserves it. Cheat quick. How the fuck is that gonna work? (laughs) I know, just a real quick one. Uh, AJ, so Hurst turns up. Some druids or whatever <laughs> pull out a um, pull out a coffin. It's AJ. He's hot dogging, calling out the Undertaker. 
Also, did you not think it was fucking absurd that they used theme music in the background? Oh, I just thought it was really Considering, shit. I think <laughs> saying, that, saying that out loud and what is about to unfollow, that is the least of your fucking worries. Yeah, so, and then he calls out the taker. You hear a motorbike in the distance and you think, yeah, it's fucking American badass style taker, I guess. Um, obviously, WWE didn't want to pay Limp Biscuit to use Roland, so they just used the <laughs> ACDC song that they used for no, other no, parts no, of the no, show. No, 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 you're fucking wrong. You are fucking wrong, sir. Was it, not, was it not for they those about Metallica. to rock and roll? No, they played no, Metallica. They played they ACDC played... to end it, though. Yeah, they did, but they played Metallica when he okay. comes in, which is actually a continuity time because he came out to Metallica, if memory serves, or maybe Triple H came out to Metallica at a previous WrestleMania. Uh, Motorhead, you mean? No, no, no. One of the WrestleManias, I think Triple H came out to for who the belt to whom their bell tolls. But hmm, Undertaker, maybe. Undertaker drove his way to the grave <laughs> to the boneyard match with uh now we are dead i think it's on hardwired to the self-destruction by metallica i'm a big fucking okay, nerd I know this shit. but they still didn't pay limp biscuit for Roland, which would have been 10 to... times better it would have for nostalgia but metallica is much more socially rest... acceptable to say wrestling and nostalgia go hand in hand. That's why we had fucking Bill Goldberg on this on this show. Oh, I was just about to say fucking uh, right. Okay, let's let's play let's play. Right, anyway, advocate. no, 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 let's play devil advocate. Which really quick, fuck it. You want Limp Biscuit, not a uh, Kid Rock, or uh, you've done it now. Oh, you've taken Reeling Air. What was there's the no first ro- one there's no came... what no but what was the first one with the motorbike? American Badass. Alright, it should have been Which that, is though. Metallica, technically, as well. That's uh, Oh, no, no, it's not. Or is it? Fuck, I'm Kid not really an expert. No, it's Kid, Kid Rock, A. Not Kid, Kid, Kid A. A. <laughs> if only it was Kid A. Hey, pal, you're coming out to Optimistic by Radiohead. It's going to be great. Tom, Tom, Tom York dancing in the background. Anyway, right, let's, let's, keep, yeah, let's keep this going. So Undertaker <laughs> turns up on a motorbike. There's an awful lot of, right, boy, what have you been saying about my wife, boy? Hey man, you're I'm old just, man. I'm just telling you're the old. Truth, old man. You're old. old. Why are you old? Oh, I'm not so old. I kick your ass. Anyway, they fight. They. <laughs> it's just brilliant. Um, <laughs> Gallows and Anderson get involved. Um, then there's this really great spot when like eight ninjas come out of the barn, and it's like a movie <laughs> when, or like a Bruce Lee film where it's like fucking he's surrounded by people and you know he's going to beat them up and he just yeah, takes these druids and goes, Well, are we got to fight, dude. And then he beats them all up. Um, he basically to, uh, murders everyone in the match, was, which is also I great. Say, I was going to say, Do you want to know uh, Wrestle Twitter? Sorry, uh, Squared Circle have dug up and they've uh, uh, checked the evidence and there might be a suggestion that one of the druids may be Adam Cole. Maybe. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised at all if Can you met. Everyone would be queuing up to go, fuck yeah, I want to be a druid in this match. I don't give a fuck if Taker beats me up. It's going to be great. Sign me up, coach. I want to fucking get beaten up by The Undertaker in this <laughs> this fucking spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's go. Let's just let's wrap it up. Um, he basically <laughs> murders... He, murder, he murders Gallows. He chucks him off the roof. He then tombstones Anderson on the roof. Uh, choke slams AJ off the roof and then fakes him out, buries him, and it turns out <laughs> that the tombstone had AJ Styles on it all along, even though it seemed at the start that AJ's the one who installed it. 
but there just seemed to be a bit of moss on it, a bit of, you know, whatever, creepy stuff. And he buries him, and then he removes it, and it actually says AJ Styles. And then he drives off. But before he drives off, he raises his hand, sets fire to the barn, which means that Anderson burns alive. <laughs> I was um, about to say, he's dead now. Yeah. And the taker sign shows and he, he rides off and it's just it's just brilliant. I've done it no justice. You need to watch it if you haven't seen it. It's a spectacular moment of sports entertainment. <laughs> That's the only way to describe yes. it. I'm not even disparaging it. it. It's put a big smile on my fucking face, this whole thing, because it's like, you know for a fact Taker's been desperate for some sort of like final bout to like finish up on. Like he had the but Roman match. There is didn't work. there is talk there is talk that this might be his last ever thing, yeah. I fucking hope so. Can you imagine his his final WrestleMania moment is that he gets to beat AJ Styles, one of the absolute best in the fucking world, who's mostly associated with other companies. He buries him alive along with his cohorts. He defeats the Druids, which means he stands against all the That's bollocks it, of the pal. Undertaker. That's it, pal. You're never wrestling again. It was perfect. It, it was perfect. And then he drives off into the night with his taker symbol and the barn on fire. And it's like, Mwah. I, again, it was like, I expected this to be absolute bollocks. It was like, uh, they, perfectly, they, what, it, yeah. What's they, is it, they gonna say it perfectly pipe. hid these flaws as well. Yeah, exactly. I love the bit with a pipe. I don't know if that was a knock on Goldberg. I fucking hope it was where he smashes the windows. Like, you made me yeah. bleed, boy. You made me bleed you my own blood, boy. Son of a you bitch. They fucking dropped that. Blood. Sidebar, um, bitch. That seems to be uh, the word of the month for the WWE on this weekend. They seem to have like discovered mm. that. Oh, we can say bitch because it means female dog. So if we say it in every match, you know, fuck it, we'll go for it. But <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's like, oh, Alan, boy, I'm gonna have to beat you up, boy. It's like you're just no man, Mark. You ain't got it in you anymore. Oh, but it's like two rednecks just beating up each other over someone's wife. It was amazing. Christ, what's, so much fun. What's my What's my wife's name now, boy? I said your wife's name, Mark. Apologize. You saw her now, boy. You saw her. <laughs> just... um, yeah, it was just a really wonderful way to end part one. Uh, what did what did you think of the Boneyard match? I loved it. It exceeded all my expectations. Taker must surely retire on this because you're never going to fucking top this in terms of uh, the zeitgeist. And, you know, re- this is universally praised. Um. You never, it's like take his best match for what feels like since WrestleMania 29. So, what's that, seven years? Just yeah, blimey, massive amounts of fun. I think outside of wrestling, most people will watch this and go, This is absolute trash. But me watching it, like imagining like someone like Rich Evans from Best of the Worst, like doing his high pitched laughing at how ridiculous this is. Like, it's, it's basically they live. Except, you know, it's self-aware and it knows how fucking nonsense wrestling is, especially <laughs> with a character that's an undead wizard. Just just top tier. And as sad as it is, I mean, we're definitely going to be talking about it in a couple of minutes or whatever, but the Firefly match, I thought, that's fucked. Because <laughs> how the fuck do you top this in terms of it? Just wonderful. Absolutely fucking wonderful. Arguably one of the best WrestleMania main events of the past 10 years or something. That's how good it was. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, why the fuck not? Jesus. Can't, yeah, I, I mean, can't obviously, argue with that, no. If, for a purist wrestling sense, you got re- you got Mania 30, you got Mania 31 from the cash-in, which was, still, which was still awesome. But just for sheer absolute entertainment value, this was top tier. Just f- big fucking thumbs up. Mwah. 
Agreed. Right. Let us move on to part fucking two. Jesus Christ, we got. Oh, no. we, we got. We can't. We got. We got to get going because fuck talked about this <laughs> many all night. <laughs> um, right. Part two. What was the pre-show? Uh, your pre-show kickoff main event was Liv Morgan versus Natalia. Um, Liv Morgan won this match. It was thoroughly all right. Um, <laughs> a similar sentiment to the first night. Uh, this match did not need to be on WrestleMania. I imagine it was a paycheck for one of their most established stars and one of the ladies that they probably want to try and market better, but don't know how to yeah. do it. Uh, Liv yeah. Morgan's entrance theme is great, by the way. Probably a minority, probably something from this trash. But yeah, thoroughly meh. Did not need to be on WrestleMania. Good. Um, yeah, that's I've seen other people say that. Uh, apparently... <laughs> Apparently, Scarlet Bordeaux and Killer Cross were giving Liv Morgan some shit on Twitter because her gear was slightly similar to Scarlet's. Uh, what you mean? All choke, tweets, tweet, choke what's, well, what's the thing? Yeah, tweets have since been deleted and likes have been rescinded. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> fucking children on hate. the internet. People getting hate. Um, right, Liv, Liv is dressed like every single women's wrestler you imagine from like circa two thousand seven. She's got like a choke thing on her neck and she's got a memory serve she has black attire i don't really pay attention yes to the, yes, it is. yes 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 yeah. cool oh, you, you've studied the material heavily i take it i'm just yanking no the chain I'm only fucking... no easy <laughs> um, right we've got a lot of shit to get through here Let's jesus Christ, uh, actually yeah. actually not so much this one so the opening match on the main card nxt Women's Championship match, Charlotte Flair going after Rhea Ripley's title. Flair got the win by submission. You Fuck yeah, I got correctly. that right, didn't I? Yeah, I got you that did. right. Um, good match. Uh, I thought Rhea, I thought Rhea's selling Rhea. was very good. Rhea, sorry. I thought Rhea's oh. selling was very good. Um, it was that kind of work the leg kind of match. Obviously played into the finish. Um both got their some good offense in. I thought Rhea did look quite good. I thought the finish was a bit much. I don't I don't think Flair needs to win this match. I think um Meltzer was very down on the finish of this match. Jesus Christ, of, yeah. He was like begging for them to not why, just why? do this. Think, it's true. Exact, he, he has a point. He has a perfect yeah, point. Yeah, his, his exact terminology and he's fucking right is Charlotte even if she won this match, number one, come up with a fucking good reason why. And two, if you're going to use the argument that Rhea's going to inherit the loss to get over, then why the fuck would you submit her? What good does that fucking do? And that is my exact sentiment. Yeah. Added with the added bonus that these two women screamed the fucking house down at each other. It was like watching Dragon Ball yeah. Z. Two people fucking <laughs> screaming at each other. I was like, I mean, I watched this fucking half seven in the morning. And my wife and daughter were like, I am watching wrestling, I promise. It was like, yeah, I'm going to fucking show you Rhea. And then Rhea's got like a fucking New Zealand bents, you know, like, I'm going to fucking Auss- beat you up, Charlotte. I'm going to do you She's in. An Aussie. Like, I thought she was an Aussie. I thought, um, that's really fucking bad. I apologize. We're going right. to Bendigo, Morty. <laughs> going to Bendigo. Eight hours, Morty, to beat Charlotte Flair. Got to beat her. She's won at WrestleMania. Untold amount of times. Oh, gee, Rick, I don't want to put the witcher to grab on me dick. <laughs> just, oh, she's uh, from Australia. I'm so sorry. She is from Australia. That's, that's just, the equivalent of calling us Welsh or whatever, which is not just a bad to go thing. Back, but she's from um, Australia. Sorry. 
just to go back on a comment you just made about Dragon Ball Z, you know she was dressed up as Vegeta, <laughs> so she was actually yeah. always going to lose because he always loses the big match. <laughs> <laughs> you, I take that back. Namek Saga, Vegeta's on a fucking tear in that. You've you've yeah, hit my master. Still... You've hit my mastermind subject. You've hit my mastermind. He still, subject. he still gets blown up at the end. He gets killed by Frieza. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good. Um, anyway, that's good us, match. Uh, it was. It just went on a bit too long, and I thought the shouting was uh, excessive. That's yeah. It. As ridiculous as it is, because part of the takeaway from this um, this this weekend is the fact that wrestling needs a crowd. There's no fucking disputing it. But the other thing is, you've then got the uh, you've even got two scenarios, which is they either perform in dead silence, and it's equally uncomfortable, and it's wrestling is so much more extenuated how fucking bizarre it is if it's in silence or the other method which is that you fill up your noise with you know random screams and shouts which makes the women look fucking insane <laughs> it's the only way to put <laughs> yeah. it i mean mm. charlotte is infamous for events in between matches Rhea's pretty good as well you know delivering you know fucking home truths and stuff but these two it was like fucking they were like <laughs> it was like decibels like Dynamic, you know, fucking drills would be like, okay, let less, like, fucking calm down, Jesus Christ, I'm trying to do work here. It's like the noise they made, Jesus. Regardless, yeah. good match though, good opener. Yeah, good match, uh, good match. Didn't like the ending, but there we go. No, I didn't either. I think Charlotte would have got the exact same result if she just did a sneaky roll up and then bragged for fucking weeks on end, saying like, I don't, e as you said, I don't even, I don't even belong here. What am I doing here? I'm not a, you know. I'm above NXT. Why am I here? But instead they had Rhea tap out and I think that's fucking stupid WWE booking. Yeah, what there isn't, there isn't even really a there isn't really a call for a rematch, is there? Because it was clean no, as a she whistle, so she there you go. fucking definitively beat her with a submission. What the fuck else can you do with it? It's ridiculous. Yeah. And Rhea, like, don't get me wrong, part of her star was like, you know, dimmered since like the survivors whenever survivor series or the rumble it has diminished partly due to the fact that the world's under a global pandemic and you can't have crowd reaction but jesus fucking wet why would you have charlotte who's a fully mm. established does not need to prove anything beat her for a second tier developmental title at wrestlemania what the fuck are they trying to do cut her fucking legs off and think it's going to be funny to watch a hobble about and struggle for the next fucking three years as she desperately tries to rebuild what good does this fucking accomplish mm, true right moving on because we've got i'm not fucking talking about this bollocks all night jesus yeah. um and we can actually we can get past these next two completely pointless matches pretty quickly Alistair Black, Bobby Lashley. Alistair Black wins. Don't know why the fuck this was on WrestleMania. Good, Complete yeah. waste of time. Um, I, the only thing I'll say is I was surprised that Lashley got as much offense in as he did. I thought that they could have quite easily just fucking squashed him. Yeah, exactly. Alistair Black, Alex, Alistair Black, they could have easily have said he's a legitimate kickboxer. He's like against the MMA guy. You'd think that this might be an actual good clash of stiffness. But instead, it's like a build-up yeah. towards inevitable Bobby Lashley, Lana, divorce fucking nonsense that they're probably going to centre 12 weeks around. Um, glad Alistair Black is on WrestleMania. Shame his uh, debut is... Actually, wait, did he debut last year? Was uh, he a tag case, match with Ricochet? Yeah, fuck, if that's the case, that's totally redundant. This shouldn't have been on WrestleMania. Regardless, happy he won. Yes. Um, 
after this, we had the combination of the Otis oh, and God. Dolph Ziggler feud around Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Um, basically, Sonya thought Dolph was the better fit for Mandy, so she sabotaged Otis and Dolph and Mandy kind of dated. Um, it was revealed by whoever this fucking hacker, Sammy Callahan. Well, well, yeah. Um, GTV. <laughs> uh, that Sonya fucked over Mandy. For, I don't even know. There's no real logical sense to this feud. Um, basically, Otis against Dolph for revenge against oh, Dolph. Otis won. Otis won. Glad for him. I got this one right. Uh, right outcome. Match was okay. Nice ending. You got a little kiss with Mandy at the end. Don't care. Uh, Mandy, yeah. Jesus. This... This match desperately needed crowd more than possibly anything else. Um, I don't agree with the fact that Otis deserved to win because they're not going to fucking push Otis as a serious singles competitor. And notice that this, along with the... Um, what's his fucking name from Saudi Arabia who only wins in Saudi Arabia because they've got a shield yeah, in the him. crowd? Him? Yeah, sorry, that's really harsh. But regardless, they only push Dolph as a two-time former world champion when he has to put people fucking over that are beneath him. And Otis, as much as I like him, I think he's a credible wrestler. I think he's got a good image in this world of fucking, you know, Greek statues, as JBL infamously pointed out. He actually sticks out and is decent. Um, did not need to lose this. You could have had Smug Dolph and then have the Mandy Hill turn or some bollocks. I don't know. I don't give a fuck about this storyline. This storyline. No, fuck it. Let's, 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 let's get the fuck going. Let's um, talk about this bollocks. Jesus Christ. Um, the last man standing match, Randy Orton against Edge. Edge's in-ring return from career-ending retirement. Um, right, let me let me just go through my notes here. Um, garbage. Too long. Too quiet. Commentary was a fucking joke. It was like they were fucking commentating the fucking Masters Golf event at a funeral. It was absolute nonsense. Um... Why was this 36 fucking minutes? I just feel like they absolutely totally shat the bed with this. I couldn't fucking believe it. And this was taped over a week ago. You're telling me that people have been sitting there watching this thinking, yeah, this is good. It's fucking nonsense. Um, the fucking weight equipment spot. Benoit documentary was on two <laughs> weeks ago. And they fucking do that. I know. Absolute right. joke. I just don't this know is how the stupid... I this the is agent, the one I wanted to talk uh, about. Who agented this? Ah, see, see, right. <clears throat> There's no confirmation as to who arranged it. Apparently, no one wants to take credit for it. But the rumor and innuendo, now this is probably going to horrifically date this, but fuck it. The rumor and innuendo is that Paul Levesque might have had a hand <laughs> in this. Now, bear in mind that Triple, Triple H is infamous for having the longest fucking match on any card for reasons that seem inexplicable to everyone with common sense. And lo and behold, a 36-minute, 35-second piece of wank, which features either unintentional callbacks or fully intentional, cringeworthy, disgusting fucking throwbacks to the Benoit suicide. This match was absolute shit. I watched the uh, Edge documentary after this because I needed something to remind me, as bad as this was, like... Why the fuck did we give a fuck? And Edge, you know, was like, I'm training because I don't want to I don't want to do 80 second comebacks. I'm here for the full run. And I'm like, 
as you say, they sat on this match for potentially a week and they thought 36 minutes, pal, that's enough. What the fuck were they thinking? This match was the most fucking pedantic, boring piece of fucking shit imaginable. There's no other way to describe it. Everyone a part of this match should be fucking embarrassed and given, like, sent as far away from professional wrestling as possible. This was what I thought the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse, fun sorry, excuse me, was going to be. You know, where they're going to be heavily edited backstage bollocks, which just drags on forever. Yeah. Longest match, it fucking felt an age. To quote Dave Meltzer, this match felt three months long. It was so fucking <laughs> long. It was like... I love Dave Dreadful. to bits because he's he's straightforward and he talks the fucking business and he knows his fucking, you know, ring physicality part of wrestling. But even when he talks about how, you know, people don't give Randy Orton enough credit, you know, he's a fucking solid, consistent future Hall of Famer. And yet this match, Jesus fucking wet. Edge's, uh, Edge's first match back. In the WWE dead, is a dead on arrival. Minute, dead on arrival, a thirty-six minute backstage vignette where they beat each other up in a variety of um, arenas, including this was the thing I wanted to raise with you. Now you know where Goldberg's locker room was when uh, yeah, Night One yeah. comes out. They fucking filmed it where that was. I shit you not. You go on Squared Circle on Reddit right now. There's a GIF no available. You can fucking find it. Jesus, well, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a big building, is it? So, no, exactly. They had to reuse shit. But this match was thirty-six minutes. Why the fuck weren't it edited down? This match could have been ten minutes of brutal action. Cut out the Benoit shit. Cut out all the nonsense. Ten minutes. Edge wins. That's it. But it's thirty-six minutes, and you know they fucked up when not a single cunt wants to fucking you know like put their hands up and go. Okay, I fucked up really bad. This is not good. This does not make me want to see a fucking edge match again. This certainly doesn't want to make me see a fucking Randy Orton come back where they just basically groan you, at each other for thirty six minutes. This is this is basically the fuel to the fire of all the people that don't like Randy Orton. It's I know. basically just proof that's what, that that's he's a boring so cunt. Yeah. That's no no no. Orton deserves a lot more credit than he got get, gets because he's fucking consistent. He gets all the heat when he's a heel and they dump him as a boring. fucking face and then fucking hate him afterwards because he's boring. But this match just did no one any fucking favours. It did nothing. It fucking it, it decelerated WrestleMania. And it's like you you have all the ample time in the world to again edit the fucking show. And you see like you know the massive nonsense with like the Kyrie match, the Kyrie elbow, sorry, or the fucking ladder match. And then, then this match it's like it's like the fucking it's like the fucking Ridley Scott uncut. It lasts fucking forever. You're going to fucking like it or swallow it down. Jesus. Absolutely. Second longest, second longest match in WrestleMania history. And that blows your fucking mind because it's like, okay, what's longer than that? It's like the fucking Iron Man match from 96, which is designated an hour long regardless. Which is also awesome. No, it's not. Fuck off, Reese. No, it's not. It is. There is one watching good Iron Man match, one good watching, submission match. Watching, watching Bret Hart be a technical fucking... Yeah, 
fucking whiz for an hour. Yes, please. Watching a, watching a crowd slowly and surely descend into fucking anarchy as Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart arrange their rest spots only to draw nil-nil and then get told it's a fucking overtime and this is the only segment of the match that counts. Still still, still the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Though. I'm not disputing that. That match sucks fucking balls. <laughs> love me some Brett. Anyway, I'm really going to uh, say love let's... me some balls. I was like, that's fine. You can love me some balls. <laughs> right. Nothing wrong with balls. Well, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's move on from this. Fuck oh, Edge won, by the way. Edge won. This is, and I, I want to fucking point this out. Edge saying that he wants to retire on his own terms. Can you imagine if fucking history said his final match was that he won, he retained the world heavyweight title against a then credible Alberto Del Rio at fucking WrestleMania, and he had to retire on that. Mm. And it's like, mm. all right, K. Supreme. Nine years later, he then has to go for a thirty-six minute fucking boiler room brawl, fucking debacle against Randy that's Orton. A good, which... That's a good comparison, actually. Yeah, but the boiler room brawls were good. <laughs> It's like, well, this okay, was not yeah. good. That, fine. They were okay compared to this. this oh, yeah, compared to this, they so were much. fine. You know, the scary bit, two fucking credible Hall of Famers. One of them is a fucking Hall of Famer. Worst match of the yeah. fucking weekend by quite a fucking country margin. Agreed. Sorry, um, that's right. it. That's it. All no, up no. Get it out. This is, a, this is therapeutic, if nothing else. Oh, no. I thought much better. Though. This match bored the piss out of me. <laughs> It was dreadful. Do you know what? It's just the fucking. Every time they walked into a new room, it was like just the the commentators sea like, of dread. Oh, yeah, they're, they're they're entering the backstage <laughs> office area now. Um, it was like um, Edge has <laughs> got the seven iron, and he's gonna oh, go for a chip to the green. Uh, what? Oh, what a lovely shot! That's uh, that's a beautiful okay. shot. This is golf. It is just think, uh, no. Let's just move on because it's just. I think annoying. Fine, I think I think fine, Bruce, that the uh, wind resistance will play a key part of the uh, ball. Hitting the, the concerto, yeah. At least go with even like, the fucking... fucking finish. Even the finish, <laughs> could have, it could have been over in ten seconds. He drew it out for five minutes. The cunt. Oh no! Fuck's sake. Regardless, watch the Edge documentary. Miles of yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. greatness. Don't watch this match. Mm. Skip it. Just imagine Edge basically chokes out Randy Orton on top of a truck. It's not as entertaining as it sounds. Yeah. Um. Right. Talking of skip it, I basically. <laughs> Skipped. Um, <laughs> I skipped this next match because Aww. if they're not if they're not going to put any effort into building things, I'm not going to put any effort into fucking watching them. Uh, Street Profits against Austin Theory and Angel Garza Excuse for me. the Raw Tag Titles. Profits won. Bianca Belair basically got her. Well, she's going to come up to the main roster. Main roster. Thank fair enough. God. Thank. Yeah. God. Um, um, that's that's all. That's about as much as I've got to say about this match. This match was booked as a breather for the last man standing match, even though everyone in their right mind could literally pause the WWE Network and go for a piss. It was totally fine. Uh, Austin Fury is um, somehow not over, even though he's in a crowdless environment. It just fucking feels that way. Um, Angel Garza's okay. He did his pants ripping spot, which is uh, strangely not appropriate for a crowdless environment as well. Um, it was nice to see the little interaction for... Um, Street Profits and fucking Bianca. I thought that was actually quite sweet. Uh, match was totally fine. Did not, along with this, and there's two other matches on WrestleMania weekend, did not need to be on WrestleMania. Agreed. Um, right, next. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, SmackDown Women's Championship match, elimination match, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans, Tamina Snooker, and Naomi. 
Uh, I was going to say no point surname, Dan. We both went Sasha. We were both wrong. Bailey won. Um, Again, I didn't really pay. I couldn't. It was just whatever match for me. Um, Yeah, Bailey won. Loads more Bailey and Sasha bollocks. I don't know why they just won't pull the fucking trigger on the proper feud for these two. Because it's been three fucking years and they're not trigger happy enough. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, um, match was whatever. Again, I have no real feeling about this match. I'm actually glad Bailey won, as ridiculous as it sounds. I think this was the lesser of all evils. I'm glad Tamina didn't win because, you know, yeah, sins of the, I, sins of the alleged father don't. Um, I think don't I think on, this no. is your this really is your standard. Well, a heel has to win on WrestleMania card. You know, so <laughs> this is one. This is one of them. I I think Naomi's. Sorry, not Naomi. Lacey Evans' uh, coronation should be in front of a crowd. I think that's deserved yeah. at this point. Because at least she's a fucking she character. Was, she was half decent, yeah. As brutal as this, this match was good, but it was very fucking long uh, in a show which had a 36-minute fucking backstage vignette. This match felt actually quite long. I'm glad Bailey won, just, though. Just under, was, um, just under 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. It was competent. I feel like, as as mean as this sounds, Tamina's spot was probably reserved for someone like Nia Jax because I can't, I can't take Tamina seriously at all. She's like the second or first longest reigning uh, women's wrestler in the company at this point, maybe second to Alicia yeah. Fox. I can't take her seriously because they've never built her up appropriately. So her having the oh, all four women are pinning her and you know that's the only way to take her out i don't fucking believe it for a second which is just kayfabe shattering and sure. yeah i'm glad bailey won i think bailey's i think bailey's bents as i call it where she just absolutely rips the shit like talking shit about michael cole during the match that i can get behind and think is thoroughly entertaining but this match did not need to be nearly 20 minutes long at all agreed right Let's move on to what was probably the weirdest match of the weekend. Uh, That's a funny way of saying the best match in the history of wrestling. Sorry, sorry, I called it a match. It wasn't a match. It was basically a segment. It is a match. It is a match. Really. It isn't a match. It's not a match. It is a Dave match. Meltzer, it's on you, you said earlier. You said earlier that Dave Meltzer knows the business. He said it's not a match. It's not a match. If Dave Meltzer, right? Fuck Dave Meltzer. If Dave Meltzer saw this match in the Tokyo Dome, he would have gave it six stars. No, it's not a match. Anyway. Let's let's it get is. into this. We are, of course, it says it was billed as a Firefly match, and it's on Wikipedia. That's that's two. No referee, no referee, and no clear stipulation. You can't count your own fucking fall. It as... didn't. Bray White, Bray White did we the did... fall. The fiend did the pin. Yeah, exactly. You can't call your own fall. Oh, shut up. The fiend, anyway, the fiend is. <laughs> let's not get into this bollocks. You're just playing into his hands, right? <laughs> so the, the Firefly. <laughs> The Firefly Funhouse match, John Cena. Are you calling it a match? It's a fucking match. There we go. It it isn't a match. So anyway, it is it's essentially it was essentially a retrospective of each other's (laughs) careers to date. (laughs) Sorry. Um, with 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 and you know, being overly self overly critical of each other. Um, there's even the nod to Cena doing the hill turn, so they kind oh. of have him in the Hulk Hogan spot for the NBA, 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 NWO spot, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. Um, this was just really weird. I actually thought it was really entertaining. I, I, I thought it was fun, but it was I, just really right. weird. 
Uh, Can I say? I just want to say one thing here. Um, I didn't hate it. I thought it was very perform. It was performance art. It was the performance art part of wrestling, and I think this is where Bray's strengths start and probably end in terms of this kind of stuff. Um, I was very entertained. I thought it was good fun look at Cena's career. And even Bray, I thought he was quite self-critical of himself. I thought the bit where he just randomly sings Nikki Bella's theme song to him was really good. I thought that was just that popped me. Mm. Um I, I, I think one I'll say one thing. I think it's very clear that John Cena wasn't allowed to take bumps. That's why we got this. Um, that's a good point. I actually. just, yeah. I just, I just think back to the Rock um, tearing his bicep or whatever it was in that WrestleMania years ago, and that was it. Her, was it Hercules? Yeah, it was Hercules, wasn't it? He was about to film <laughs> Hercules after WrestleMania, and they had to delay filming at the cost of a few million dollars because he got injured in that match with Cena. Um, pretty sure that you know Hollywood insurers probably don't let wrestlers or people or their actors do that anymore because of things like that. He didn't take a bump. Um, and that obviously probably factored into what this match ultimately was. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna put it out there. It wasn't a match. This doesn't count towards the predictions. And um, <laughs> I wish, I wish it was something a bit more like the Boneyard match. But in hindsight, at least, at least that means that the Boneyard match is this probably it probably feels more special. The the fact that there wasn't like two of them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It felt more basically. This felt more like a um, long, like go home segment. If this would have been on SmackDown on Friday, in the lead up to an actual match, then it would have fit. Um, but I still think it was quite entertaining, and it was cool. You know, Cena's a good sport, right? He, oh, he evolved. Right. He he did what he did, and Bray's what you know. Bray's Bray. Bray's Bray. There you go. Go on. Right. I've had enough to drink, and it's now time. Okay. This f- Firefly Funhouse match was fucking amazing, and the only way... The sad part is it's going to be constantly overshadowed by the Boneyard match, which is a real shame, because as a big Twin Peaks fan, or Mark, this tickled all my funny bones, the self-referential humour... The fact that it was so fucking out there and just bizarre and intentionally funny. I love the fact that Bray was channeling all the previous promos. I love the like the fucking the bit where Cena comes out as an NWO member because you know it's what the fans have always wanted, and this is what it would have turned out to be identical to literally fucking Hogan in WCW. I fucking adored it. I would dare say in terms of entertainment value and this is maybe a controversial opinion but this delivered so much more entertainment than the boneyard match because it left me fucking smiling and as a big again i don't know if it's intentional i dare think it's not because i don't think the wb's creative services are that you know fucking grandiose in terms of ideas but as someone who likes out there tv shows like you know twin peaks or fucking you know whatever this was utterly amazing. It just blew my fucking mind that they would dare do this. I think the bit where there's so many little bits of it. There's the bit where Bray channels Kurt Angle. Cena goes through all his previous gimmicks and it's 
literally where he starts chastising, you know, Bray, and he can't literally go for it. Like the bit where he throws the packet of nuts <laughs> at him, and it's like you Bray can just looks get at him these and like, nuts. Get these nuts, and you're like, shit. That scene is Doctor of Fuganomics. I fucking rewatched it. It's basically homo- homosexual fucking, you know, blasting and all that shit. Except this is a PG setting of it. I love the bit where he dressed up in the previous little trunks for ruthless aggression and he's trying to slap him yeah. the whole time and he keeps saying it. It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, it you watch the, um, you watch the ruthless aggression era version of Cena and he fucking despises himself during it. He seems so uncomfortable. He's like, this was not, I, I look at this as my greatest embarrassment. And you know, for a fact, he probably had the fucking time of his life chastising himself, you know, going through this but the nwo bit i just cacked it because it's like holy shit this is this is what fans would have yeah, cheered for him coming really out really as right. nwo hollywood cena going like let me tell you. and bray coming out as bischoff who rightly yeah. points out on twitter i got fired by the wwe and yet i've somehow main evented wrestling <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, up. i love this as i've said on twitter the only way to top this is that you literally say John Cena is trapped in the Firefly, Firefly, sorry, Funhouse, and you have either a new face establish themselves to rescue him, like Twin Peaks, or like Twin Peaks, have Cena come back as a stunted, badly transmitted version of himself called Dougie Jones, who gets into misadventures, who somehow keeps winning and making everyone's lives better, but it's not the same John Cena. That's the only way I can describe it. it this was magnificent. Well... Maybe they'll probably I... just bring him back in six months' time for WrestleMania uh, for SummerSlam if there is a SummerSlam, and we'll go. For I know, time. but you know what? As, as, as ridiculous as this is, similar to the Taker thing, if Cena was to go out on this note where it's like a self-referential critical analysis of his entire career, where an up-and-coming supernatural monster heel analyzes everything part, like a part of him and then the the sole lesson of it is that you're the most egotistical overprotected entity in the WWE and you don't deserve to be here and he's locked away forever what a fucking way to put over someone who 2 months ago lost against a 53 year old has been <laughs> title it's like it's a very it's a very deep thinking for WWE i'll give you that i've been i've been watching twin peaks the return i can't wait for this to blow up in my fucking face as you rightly say cena turns up at SummerSlam and goes yo john cena deserves a WWE championship match and it's like ignore well, everything that's probably what's going to happen i know yeah. that's what's going to happen but i live in hope cuz pritchard's part of this and he's always as he's infamously pointed out on um something to wrestle with he's always wanted to do his doing the clown enterprises or whatever the fuck it was and this was like apex nonsense this was so welcome though i i i actually enjoyed this more than the boneyard match the boneyard match was basically a oh wow live. i know the late the boneyard match was a lay live reenactment where it's like it's absolute bollocks but it's like so fucking charming and hilarious but it's it's self-aware but it's not self-aware enough Whereas the Firefly Funhouse was like a self-referential, existential piece about John Cena's career. What went right, what went wrong, and now he is complete, finished, the Fiend is here to take over. Let's push this forward. And much like the Boneyard match, I want more of these. I want I want Bray Wyatt to drag people into these matches like legends and just go through their fucking careers, reenact them. And I, I think if away. he's... 
I think if his gimmick over the next six months to a year was just that, it would be really yeah. good. I don't. Yeah. He ain't getting a push. He, well, he's not getting a push out of this. Let's not face anymore, it. He's no. not going to be. He's no. not getting fuck all. And he that's even, he even be... basically mentions that. That's all yeah, referenced exactly. in, in the match. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, he said. He said. Um. People. You know. He said uh, in no uncertain terms, they keep taking things away from me, and it's like holy fucking shit. And then you got the bit with the Vince puppet guy. That's good. Shit. And it's like that's good shit, pal. It's like you would dare say that they have engineered the entire wrestle Twitter infrastructure to say that <laughs> you're in on the joke, folks. You actually believed Vince says good shit, and now you're laughing at his dummy saying good shit at WrestleMania. And it's like, you know, Pritchard's read this and gone like, oh fuck, they think Vince is an idiot. Now we can't prove that he he isn't, but he kind of is. But fuck it. Um, discussing this this match, great. Glad Bray won. Uh, I think this puts me nine eight up in the predictions. So yeah, big gorilla. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, it wasn't a match. It's on Wikipedia. Doesn't matter. It's got times. No, it it's got matter. times. It's got times. Don't, don't give a shit. It wasn't a match. Anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> right. So the last match. Thank fuck because two fucking, two pay per views worth. Uh, WWE Championship match: Drew McIntyre against Brock Lesnar. Um, fuck me, he done it. Drew McIntyre won. Um, First British champion. Fuck everyone. They're trying to be nationalists now. He's British. Union forever. <laughs> All that nonsense. Well, he was always going to get the Andy Murray treatment, wasn't he? If he lost, he was a jock. <laughs> if he won, he's, he's British. <laughs> we, were the, we were the we were the most defensive of it. Well, as soon as he loses, he's back to being Scottish. I mean, <laughs> that's the only way around. Um, I'm I'm just glad he won. Of all, uh, yeah. if if for nothing else, the Simpsons WWE Willie memes are excellent. Oh yeah, you know. So, I, as yeah. I, as I as I said in the last episode, um, it's a real shame. It's an absolute shame that his first first ever British champion as well to put nationalism up in the forefront. Oh no well, joke, joke. reaction. So joking aside with that Scottish stuff, he's he's a Brit, and I'm glad for it. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, the thing is, your your rationale for Brock winning was completely justified, if you ask me. I I, I did agree with that. I, I only picked Drew to win just to be you know contrarian. But um, what's what's scary is as well, like the build for this fair fucks to Brock. He did fucking everything in his power, and I, I'm the first person to complain about I Brock's matches. Put him the fucking put him the forward. fuck over. Put, yeah, fair fucks to Brock. He made Drew into a fucking megastar. He I made mean, him look a million bucks, clip, yeah. Yeah, the infamous clip of him saying, pick up the belt, pick up the belt when he's on the stage, when he's being fucking claymored. You know, I'm again, I'm the first one to complain about Brock's matches. They're fucking generic as fuck, and they're boring, and they don't entertain me. But for this man in this one program, fucking thumbs up to Brock Lesnar. He made Drew McIntyre look like a million bucks. And yeah. in all credits um, to Drew, he didn't fucking need it because the guy's got looks, he's got fucking charisma, he's got the wrestling acumen. But just that added extra of like the most fucking dominant heel or dominant wrestler in the WWE for what, what six years, seven years, or however long it is, yeah. to put him over yeah. to that extent. Fair fucking play. But very happy that uh, Brits won the <laughs> world title. Agreed. Um, just to do a very, very brief recap. Um, <laughs> this is I easy. Was, well, yeah, well, this was. I was. I was somewhat 
I thought I thought Drew was going to win because Heyman didn't do the intro spot. I don't yeah, know, same. I don't know why. It was so weird. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? Do you reckon he just pulled a hissy fit and said to Vince, "I'm not doing that spot in front of no one." There's no no because I thought it was a bit strange. Kick-off, on kickoff, he has an interview with um, I don't think it's Charlie. It was someone who looked really short, which really doesn't fucking pare it down because all the WWE lady backstage interviewers are of average height, and everyone they talk to is fucking like six plus foot. But this person looked really short to Brock, uh, sorry looked short to Paul and he did the exact same promo so I don't know if it's a case of they were aware that they were repeating it or if they just thought fuck it there's no point it did stick yeah, out though, um, it did stick out it did stick out, it's very noticeable because you're obviously you get used to things like that um, mm. okay well the match was basically a bit of, bit of brawling, a few um, suplexes Brock hit is it was it three F fives? Uh, Drew I'm kicked out say one on the first. This match yeah. was a fucking carbon copy of the Goldberg Strowman match. This is not, it's like yeah. So he hit he hit a succession of F fives. Drew kicked out. Drew hit a succession of Claymore kicks and got the win. I was um, going to say it's there on you Wikipedia. go. Yeah, it's, it's on Wikipedia. It's and there you go. Just and just for trivia's sake. Um, both world championship matches combined went six minutes and forty-five seconds <laughs> on this whole, on WrestleMania weekend, which is absurd. It really is absurd. That's that's in not the, that's not the way it should be in the work rate era as well. You know, where oh, wrestlers Jesus are Christ. constantly evolving and trying to better their craft and make sequences and maneuvers that ten years ago were completely impossible. And then you have your two world champions in the biggest organization in the world. And then, as you rightly say, less than seven minutes for the both world titles. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's hope they change that because it needs to be changed. Um, right. That's, 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 that's as much as I've got to say about this WrestleMania card now. Yeah, same. Again, it's um, um, similar sentiment. Very happy that the person who won the match was happy. Match was... Okay, again, it's a fucking, it's a Lesnar match. What the fuck did you expect? What the fuck against a guy who's more than true, six foot tall, weighs more than two hundred and thirty pounds? Very happy Drew's won. Can't fucking put that over enough. Regardless of my prediction from last episode, so fucking happy for Drew. It's a telling sign that no one in the fucking industry has a bad word to say about him, and he comes across as so fucking humble and you know kind. And stuff, and I, I just fucking love Drew McIntyre. He's, he's taking one me half of our a bottle. Own. Of he's one of our own. It's taking me half a bottle of whiskey to basically try and propose to Drew McIntyre. So you know, interesting. Um, <laughs> right, <our> <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I've just kicked the table. Fuck, sorry. Uh, our predictions there. ended nine nine. By the way, so there you go. Yeah, but you're doing that bollocks for the Firefly Funhouse doesn't count, but it does count. Am I, or am I not? Doesn't matter. No, 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 I've not been, I've not uh, been keeping count. <laughs> what did uh, you find? Nine, nine, Sorry, nine. But... If we count the Firefly Funhouse match as a match, you win ten nine. But we don't, yeah. so it's nine nine. Anyway, let's move on. What did you, What did you think of this WrestleMania? Or oh, sorry, the part one and part two is a WrestleMania weekend. Part Part one was superior to part two. Let's Let's just Let's not beat around the bush. It just was. Um, I'm just gonna go. For, yeah, let's just, I'm just gonna go through a few things, then you can go through a yeah. few things, and then yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, sure. wrap this mother up. Um, 
I, I don't think this should have been a WrestleMania. I think this should have been some kind of network special that they did where they could totally just finish agree. some story, some some key totally storylines. Get totally rid agree. of all of the fucking fluff. Just do the title matches. Do the Edge, Orton. Do the Boneyard. Whatever. No WrestleMania. I just don't. I just don't. I just think. I just think this is beneath WrestleMania as a brand and as a thing. But whatever. It, 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 don't get me wrong. If they put, if their whole goal was to offer relief and entertainment in these trying times, then then maybe maybe that's good. I. But I'm just, I'm just going to say, I don't really believe that Vince McMahon and the McMahon family truly had that um, motive in mind. I just think that they just did it for other reasons, because they they felt that they are above things, and they just thought, oh no, WrestleMania is above lockdowns and whatever. Uh, I will say my favourite match on the weekend was the Boneyard match. My biggest disappointment was Zayn and Bryan. Worst match, definitely the last man standing match. Just Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, part one, way better than part two. Uh, in hindsight, I think they probably could have done more cinematic kind of stuff uh, in the style of Boneyard, but then would that have detracted from the Boneyard match? Probably. So maybe I'm talking bollocks. Who knows? Uh, I thought the in-ring quality, the actual in-ring was actually really good for this WrestleMania. I think you can, you know, WWE... You can often say that as a style of wrestling, it's quite soft and it's, you know, it's just, you know, you, you, if you get used to watching things like AEW in New Japan, you get used to watching very different style of pro wrestling. And I think this WrestleMania in ring wise was actually quite good. I think they were very snug and they worked very well. I think everyone on the show did a great job. Um, and, you know, I'll never can't be negative towards them for that. I think they, you know, everyone played their part and well played. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, no mention of Reigns or The Miz on the card. I'd really like to think that they just didn't want to be negative and talk around about coronavirus because, again, they don't talk about coronavirus. It's a, it's on the banned word list. They don't talk about it. So I'm hoping that just because they weren't on the show, it was linked to that, and that's why they weren't mentioned. But there was just no mention of Reigns, you know, no mention of the Miz. So let's see what the fuck. If there's any hint of them being punished for not participating or not being able to participate, then one, I won't be surprised. But two, it's fucking pathetic and whatever. Um, and that's it. That's that's all I've got to say. How about yourself? Similar sentiment. Um, night one was far superior to night two in terms of wrestling quality however my favorite uh moment of the entire uh weekend was the firefly funhouse i laughed so much to that match and it's one of those matches where i have no problem about watching over and over again because i was thoroughly entertained by it despite the fact that this wrestlemania was split over two nights there was several matches that should have been cut there's no reason at all why some of these matches should have been on the card as much as I like Alistair Black and the idea of him beating a really big commodity in the form of Bobby Lashley did not need to be on the card. The Edge-Randy Orton match is not only the worst match of the entire weekend, it was most disappointing for me, after, especially after watching the Edge documentary afterwards. Um, you get the impression mm, that Edge yeah. really trained his absolute fucking arse off to do this match, to literally, in his own words, retire and finish on his own words. Yet this match kind of served as a horrible contrast or rather similarity to The Undertaker, where The Undertaker, going from his last ride documentary, which is 
you know, the trailers and the extended preview they've shown on the network. It sounds as if it's a man who has constantly wanted to retire, but needs to retire on something that's memorable. And that last man standing match was memorable for all the wrong fucking reasons. Overblown, yeah. overlong, poorly edited, just boring, garbage. Which gar- garbage. Oh, what I mean, the amount of world championships and experience between these two men is detrimental to how this match played out. And I dread to think, like you know, my biggest fear with Edge, especially, is just what he'll do to try and try, like you know, beat that. And with his previous history of neck injuries, that scares me. To take it, however, the Boneyard match is one of those zeitgeist moments where it's like, holy shit, mostly positive reception from the online community. And watching it, loads of fun. Kind of WWE self-aware of how, how much nonsense wrestling is. Deserve to be in the main event. Really happy that AJ Styles technically main events of WrestleMania as well. And yeah, thoroughly loved it. it. Reminded me of Lay Live. It was just, you know, one of those big brawls, which is so fucking ridiculous. You can't take your eyes off it. And you're like, Jesus, this is stupid. But my God, am I fucking happy. And then to follow that up yeah. with the Firefly Funhouse, which I want to give the WWE more credit for their writers and their creative stuff with the light. They've probably, I want to give them the credit to say that they've extensively looked at Cena and thought, let's see how far we can push the full four before we, you know, it collapses and, breaks on the audience but i had so much fun and laughs with this match all in good humor as well this wasn't one of those matches where it was so bad it was funny it was one of those one of those matches where it was so entertaining that i could not take my eyes off it and bray wyatt is a fucking just he's fantastic again that's what was so heartbreaking i don't think we put it across in the um super showdown nonsense but how heartbreaking it is to see this guy who seems aware that he doesn't have the body type he seems to have shit taken away from him for creative from a variety of different reasons. Yet he keeps getting put into a pedestal and then gets smashed down like it's a fucking Jenga block for reasons that are outside of his control. But he was amazing in this. And as you say, if he spends the next year putting favorites, legends, whatever, in this Firefly funhouse and saying like, you know, <laughs> looking at their careers for like this warped view only to send them packing, I would absolutely adore that. And in terms of the world championships, Bailey, very happy to retain. Becky, you got to think that there must be some forward planning on her because she's been champion for a year now and she's on top of the world. And who the fuck is left? Um, Drew and Braun, Braun especially, way overdue. It's an absolute shame it's taken this long to happen in this environment. But regardless and how the internet feels about him and his opinions, because he's fucking allowed to have them, very happy he's at least now can say he's a world champion and drew absolutely fucking ecstatic because again words can't describe how much effort he's put into becoming what he is the hard graft and stuff i mean bear in mind years ago fucking free man band laughing stock low stats on fucking i remember wb2k14 thinking who the fuck is this cunt why is he fucking constantly in jobber matches don't care about him and now years later six years later or seven years later he's fucking champion of the world he's defeated the incomparable fucking beast the guy that vince has seemingly centered his fucking company around regardless of his limited wrestling ability in this day and age and the fact that his <laughs> yeah. wrestling style is so fucking drawn towards like lighter weights and stuff 
there's no reason to not build your fucking company around him. And for the not only this year, for the next well, few years. Oh, let's hope so, yeah. I can yeah, only fucking hope, hope so. so. This is the sad bit. Mm. As as we pointed out year, like months ago, AEW from their pay-per-view seems so much more optimistic and WWE up until this weekend seemed like, Jesus, this fucking merry-go-round needs to come to an end. And I'm just waiting for an excuse to stop now. You know, if the network goes up in price, <laughs> if there's a global pandemic that basically jeopardizes how the product is viewed and jeopardizes how we watch it because there's no crowd interaction, I'm prepared to drop it. But watching this weekend, especially with the uh, two like you know heavily cinematic matches which i again on previous episode was dreading you know i thought kevin dunn editing these matches would be the fucking you know the be all end all of fucking carnage watching both of them thoroughly entertained can't wait to see what happens and as strange as it is in the circumstances really interested to see what the wwe accomplishes in the next few months so maybe just yeah. maybe they carved off their DR for whatever the fucking terminology is until the world bounces back from this global pandemic and we can focus our efforts on more terrifying issues than when can I go to the shops? If I go to out, am I terrified the police are going to pull me over? And et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, well said. Um, so, yeah. Diatribe over. It is what it is. They've, they've, got, a, they've got a clean slate. Problem yeah. is, is you know how are they going to be able to tell stories going forward? Because how there's talk, how? There's, how? Not, how? there's talk, there's yeah, but there's talk that Florida are shutting down future tapings, and same as you know AEW, there's talk that they they might even get to a point where there's going to be no tapings for a while. We might have how? literally nothing. But, yeah. I've got a barge. We'll be in the middle of international waters for WWE international waters. Oh, God. We'll have monkeys. Whoa. Having fights with big knives for titles. <laughs> All bets are on. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, wow, well, that story makes the so, uh, so Um I'm more optimistic yeah. about this. And the scary part is, I'm going to just ask you this now. Where do you rent this WrestleMania? Because last episode, you said this could be on par for like the worst WrestleMania ever. But after watching this weekend, regardless of that fucking Alton Edge match, can you honestly say this is the worst? This isn't fucking worst. This isn't think, fucking worst. I don't think it's WrestleMania. It, it doesn't feel like a WrestleMania to me. But were you more entertained by this than, say, WrestleMania 32, where Roman and Triple H have that 30-minute fucking ball fest, or where Dean tries his best to have a Maybe. death match with Brock and he says, Maybe. I'm not feeling Maybe. it, bro. Yeah, see? Maybe. Not even the worst WrestleMania for five years. Not even the worst. Arguably, you well, were entertained. And the other point that's... I wanted to raise to yourself, I wanted to raise, hold on, just the last point. Future going, obviously, circumstances outside of control. Would you put WrestleMania as a weekend event as opposed to one night? Uh, I do think that they've probably to to uh, to watch a WrestleMania to watch six seven hours over yep. two sittings. I'll take that every fucking time. Exactly. I'll be honest with you. I, I thought I, to be able to watch a WrestleMania on a Sunday morning and then have the next bit the next uh, yeah. Exactly. I, I I would love I would fucking love it if from now on. WrestleMania was two, three to four hour shows. Can you imagine do if it. they did this Fucking over two nights? No, if you imagine if they did this over two nights, but cut the fat two and a half hours each night, 
and you well, well that's not gonna happen but i yeah. know it's not gonna happen but can you fucking imagine you cut out otis ziggler you cut out black lashley you cut out elias corbin and you trim the fuck out of edge orton and you've well, got five you hours 20 possible. minutes off of that yeah yeah you cut the fat and you've got five hour wrestlemania but it's split over two nights you can even fucking keep the keep the pre-show fuck it vince you know you have your two fucking random matches i don't give a shit reese doesn't watch it i watch it but how much better reception that match with those two shows would fucking get and how much more fucking money they'll get from people buying title belts over two nights. It's going to fucking happen. It's going to fucking happen. <laughs> WrestleMania is never going to be the same again. Well, home, I mean, homecoming see. next year, Vince is going to put all the cards on the table. Hollywood, homecoming, two nights, WrestleMania, seven hours each night. I've not learned any fucking lessons. <laughs> WrestleMania is 14 hours long. It's going to be glorious. Well, we'll see. Right, let's let's wrap up because I was gonna say, I've been talking about this for a long time. Jesus. <laughs> and I've got through half a bottle of whiskey. I'm terrified. I'm yeah, I've got through quite a lot. I've got through quite a lot of my Johnny Walker. So I'm um, scared I'm going right. to get through this and I'm, you're just going to hear a fudder on the table and you'll be like, dude, where are you? Well, you're going to lose your front teeth again. <laughs> I can't afford that. Dentists are fucking closed now. What am I going to fucking do? I have to do DIY <laughs> service. I have to put like a fucking bit of paper in between. You'll oh, be doing geez. a lot of whistling. I'll tell you the that. great, the big book of British smiles. Fucking hell, it'll just be my oh, face. God. Stop! Right. Stop! Anyway, right. Thank you for listening to this. Um, we don't know when. Well, we don't know when a proper wrestling will be back, so we don't know when we'll do another show. So you know, it's it, wrestle. You know what? WrestleMania did offer, you know, some relief in these times, and. Mm. I, I, I will say I, I still don't think it should have been WrestleMania, but whatever. It was. It's given us something to talk about for the last two hours. Yeah, I'm exactly. grateful for that. Um, yeah, you know, God knows. You know, it's episode forty-four. Fuck knows when we'll do episode forty-five because who knows? Oh, we'll be back for money in the bank. Be. We'll be back unless well, Vince, we don't. Unless who Vince knows when? Jumps, no, no, no. Unless Vince dumps the uh, fucking price on the network up to twenty quid a month, we'll be back. We're not fucking going anywhere. He's got us by our ass wallets. We're not going fucking anywhere. Yeah, right. Um, so, thank you for listening to the show. You can find us on SoundCloud slash Smarts for Attitude. We're on YouTube. I will update that because I haven't got fucking anything else to do. Have I? Well, I'm actually say, quite busy with work, it. so I will do that. Um, so say, I'll, yeah, I'll, the archive said, will be yeah. complete on YouTube. We're on Podbean. We're on Spotify. Search for us on there. We're on everything. You're on Google Podcasts. Search Smarts of Attitude. We're fucking on it. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, please stay safe. Stay home. Don't go out to the parks. Go for your one or two walks a day. Don't be a cunt. It's a fucking pandemic, people. Stop <laughs> being cunts. Just do what they ask you to do and shut up moaning about it. Thank you. Um, not everyone, just some people, but enough people. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. Anything you like? Anything you like to say, Harry? Just before we go. Pretty much the same thing. Um, in all seriousness, folks, I've had a lot to drink, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> in my line of work, I see a lot of. I see. I know. In my line of work, I see a lot of um, people that have. Um, you know, susceptible or worse, actually have contracted the virus, uh, COVID-19. It's fucking scary shit, folks. It's not something to be trifled with. It's not something to be laughed at. Stay indoors. There's nothing... You're literally being paid to stay indoors. I wish I had the fucking option. 
for most of the time. Unfortunately, fortunately, the next two weeks, I'm allowed to stay indoors and work from home. But the following that first week I'm back, I'm actually genuinely scared of um, how things are going out because things are outside of my control and this is a fucking thing that's not been fully researched and all kinds of other nonsense. So keep safe. Listen to our previous episodes. If you pester Reese enough, he'll upload the episodes on the YouTube. I've been listening to our previous ones. That Again, as you mentioned, that Benoit episode, holy shit, we were fucking ahead of the times of that one. Fucking hell. But um, yeah, keep safe, folks, and we'll definitely be back for Money in the Bank. <laughs> oh, we'll, um, well, whenever that is, we'll, no, no, we'll no, soon reason. see. We'll do a retrospective of the Big Show's new Netflix series. I know you're fucking dying to watch it. Oh, yeah. You don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? Yeah, I do, and we will not be watching it. Right, <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back soon. Um, toodaloo. Subscribe to The Big Show. See you soon, folks. (laughs) Bye-bye.